the real. Uh, let's get started. Again, I'm Kyra. I'm here. Welcome to this week's World Propaganda. Um, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, we're recording in another new place right. for the 15th time, but that's okay. It's all good. It is. It's nice in here, though. This is just part of us laying low with the building. The building, staying low. The right. building. Just catch our glow up. Um, but yeah. Catch our glow up, Jesus. But how was your week? But my week. Um, my week was pretty laid back. Again, wrapping things up with my job. It's gonna end this week, actually. So mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're plotting like a vacation, right? Like a break day. I'm trying to, but anybody who knows me knows how frugal I am with my money and right. how hard it is, especially spending on myself. Because right. if somebody's like, "Oh, can I loan like a large amount of money?" I'm like, "Okay." Yes. <laughs> But me spending like a hundred dollars myself, it's like that Dave Chappelle gift. I fucking know. <laughs> so, no, so, it's that uh, little Wayne <laughs> picture. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. My goal is to take one trip out of town this summer, hopefully. So we'll see. So yeah, um, that was my week, um, and we decided to do a highlight of the week in the beginning because it's made much sense. So. It just, yeah, makes the formatting makes more sense. It flows better. But, yeah, so, so our, what do you, y'all, do you have a highlight of the week? I actually, actually don't. Um, that's so, fine, too. Yeah, it was realistic. Um, I don't know. My highlight of the week, I think, was, was it this past week that I got, like, a care package in the mail from mm-hmm. my partner, and they sent me um, some good stuff. <laughs> I don't know if I should say it, actually. But I know, but it was good. Good stuff. Some good stuff. Um, all, the way day. From, <laughs> all the way from Arizona, where it's legal <laughs> so, to do certain activities. <laughs> so I got that in the mail. So yeah, it's been helping me a lot with pain management and like all of that. So it's been perfect, even though I've been high as shit in public for like every time I've gone out. Today I'm not, surprisingly, but. I went to prom picks and it was high. It was not, it was like so bad because I was sleep deprived. I was Goodness. just feeling terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was my highlight of the week. <clears throat> but yeah. That's good. So, shall we get started to the weekly breakdown? Um, yes, let's yeah. go. All right. Um, this past week, we were fine. And there was a big Twitter trend about rompers. Around <laughs> men. <laughs> rompers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I kept reading it around Finn. 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 Actually, Finn, but it's Romp Finn, if anything. But then, yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. How do you feel about romping? <laughs> I think, I don't know. I like the memes that came out of it and all the tweets. <laughs> But, you know, if you want to get on a deeper level, it's not that deep. <laughs> it's a piece of clothing that you put on. People have been wearing them for so long. Right. Yeah. Men already, too. So Yeah, men, like, cis men. It. So straight men. Because that's, like, what it's really aimed at. Like, all the jokes were, like, at the expense of, like... Because, you know, if, like, a trans guy or, like, any other person honestly wore them, it wouldn't be that big of a deal for anybody. Right. But the fact that it was, like, cis straight men 
Right. It was, like, targeted towards and made it such a big deal for people. Right. Yeah. And it was, like, yeah. It's, it's interesting, mm-hmm. for sure. I thought it was funny. I was just, like, damn, Twitter is unpredictable as hell. They start virals. That is a formula, to be honest. It really is. I don't know. It's interesting. Because, like, because there's, like, few times that something is, like, black Twitter trending and, like, everybody is tweeting about it. Right. So it's always good to come out of it. But, yeah, the formula for trends is, what's trending right now is those corny captions. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, <clears throat> again, we were, like, sharing our favorite tweets with each other throughout the week. And I was, like, the funniest part is people are going to collectively forget about this next week yeah if we try to cover it for the pod so um, but yeah and now it's a different trend well, yeah it's like there's a romping romping now anymore it's the captions that remind me of little way lyrics that i'm like hmm. truly that's <laughs> why i'm not that clever in some of captions so and confident to post stuff up until the corny ass captions like, no offense they're cute they're funny they're corny and i can't they are corny as fuck mm-hmm. but i crack up because you know corny jokes are my specialty yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was Robert. I'm a very very literal person, so corny jokes. What's it called? Sometimes they don't land for me most of the time. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Understandable. But yeah. Um Um, other news this week. Beyonce is still <laughs> Bill. Pregnant. As of right now, to the best of our knowledge. For what we know. Like. As, uh, like, semi-high members. <laughs> semi-high members of the Bayhive? Hive members. Oh, I thought you said semi-high members. <laughs> um, Monday, May 22nd at 1.08 p.m. Central. Central time. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is still pregnant to our knowledge. Have we checked Twitter yet? Right? Even dropped. I feel like I would have gotten a text message. That's true. Every too. time something happens, they're like, text, text, mm-hmm. checking the Twitter feed once more just to make sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, as far as we know, Beyonce is still pregnant. <laughs> well, that poor thing is going to have twin Gemini babies. Those babies are low on her stomach. I she's know. She's like a teardrop. So, yeah, Beyonce is still pregnant. Yeah, Beyonce is still pregnant. The yeah. babies are sitting low as sitting hell. Low. So, yeah. we wish the Hena best for her. I, and another thing I was thinking was, did she really want to go into birth with henna on her belly? Like, how near must she be if she's just put, like, a bunch of stuff that was... Yeah, I don't know. People have their own theories. I'm like, I'm, she'll have them when we see them. I don't care too much. Like, it's exciting because... I can't say it. I wasn't excited. We went to a whole ass karaoke when we found out she was pregnant with twins. The night of, we ascended into a karaoke bar and had a Beyonce night. The night when the formation came out, people went to go to a Red Lobster. We've always been dramatic as hell. That's like, very true. Okay, let's just Red Lobster. Let's go. Let's tweet it out. And we moved so fast. It's an assemble. Uh, but yeah, so... Congrats to Beyonce and her future twins. Um, hopefully she can hold them in for another month, have some cancer babies. I'm just saying for Honestly, the best of her abilities. That would be much I better. would do it. We're gonna talk about the 
family split story? My yeah. Family split. My family split. It was oh, first released by Atlantis, right? Um, uh, what's fucking? I don't care about the author's name behind the split. It shouldn't matter as much because the actual person who was the split. Yeah, it was like the, Ethiopia. Yeah, because they it. they pronounced it as no, they uh wrote her name as Lola the whole time, and then somebody's like, actually, Lola means. Um, grandma. Grandma, yeah. It's like an honorific, honorific in like the way that uh, black people call people cousins mm-hmm. that they don't know. I call somebody that I don't know hubbo. It just means aunt. And it's like a thing of respect for an older person or somebody that you're like friends with that is like famous and famous, whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, that argument was bullshit because yeah. she had no like agency in that relationship. So it's just like, it's not necessarily a thing of respect if you're, it's a double negative or whatever the fuck. And you yeah. really respected her there because she was a slave. slave. Yeah, so quick rundown of the story. Um, <clears throat> this author, oh fuck, I should have read it over again, but I forgot which country it was from. Philippines. Phil- yeah, it was Philippines. So his mom inherited a slave, yeah, pretty much. The by dad, literally, yeah. Just gave her one for like one of her birthdays, and then to uh, take care of her because she had, like her mom passed away or something. Yeah, and he <laughs> had like a whole bunch of like different houses on his uh, land, and like yeah, but uh, she was inherited. The author's mom was inherited a slave, mm-hmm. um, to just watch her because her mom passed away, and then. Eventually, she got married, moved to the United States, Mm -hmm. still had the slave with her the whole time. And then when they first got there, they promised her that she would be able to make money and be able to send money back to her family back in the village she lives in. And also, she would be able to visit. They didn't let her come back home to Mm -hmm. visit. Uh, It was a lot of bullshit. It was was very heavy. I literally cried when I read that story. I'm like, it was a fucking... That's the one thing that people said. Before I read it, they were like, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. No, I, I cried my fucking eyes out. So that happened. The dad left the family. The yeah. mom died eventually. And then... In, like, 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a minute. Like, in Lola's state. Well, the the woman, I wish I knew how to say her name. Adosia. But, yeah. In the story, her name's Lola. She stayed with the mom until her death and then um Lola stayed with the son which was the author of the story and then he was like he tried to seem like he was the better like the more moral compass of the family because he let her stay with uh, him and his family paid her $200 a week as an allowance mm-hmm. and then let her let her quote unquote go back to her family after all of these years, right, it was pretty much like, do you want to go back now, right, to stay? But when you're away from somebody, from um, like it's not gonna be the same, obviously. Right, that's literally and not how abusive trauma works. Like, especially with like, if you think of, if you look at like people in prison, when they come out, there are little programs that have people's houses set up like they were in a prison because mm-hmm. people literally just cannot like function. That makes a lot. Like, of and even though it's a terrible place, and you think they just want to pop out and be back in like a normal setting, that's not it how does, your mind or body. Yeah, it does a lot to you mentally. I imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, 
Uh, there's a lot of critiques for that article, but so yeah, there's so much. The fucking author, when he returned her ashes, because she died eventually. Kept in the plastic box. In the plastic box. Mm-hmm. And he had it for years. Right. Like, oh, now that I went back, I thought I should have gotten an urn. I'm like, you think? What did he do when it was cremated? Did he just hand them the, like, when she was cremated? You just, just scrape <laughs> the ashes and, off. And why would you have her cremated? Like, it's just like, how did that process work? Because she didn't get a burial? I know, I'm like, space. yeah, I'm like, because right. he's it's obviously Filipino. Right. So, like, you know, like, this is probably not how they do deaths. Because, like, each culture has their own way of they approach death and, like, funerals. Like, never got fucking caught. That's the wildest part. So, the moms, the Fairview um, Center, medical center for, um, she worked where she worked that he mentioned in the um, the piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, while she was working there, there was this huge scandal of how they used to torture patients. Oh, God. Literally. So the mom's, like, complicit in that. And it's like they used to, uh, like, what, like, over-medicate patients, force them, use uh, all the shit that's, like, basically in horror movies mm-hmm. about, like, mental, like, asylums or whatever. That's what they used to do to them. Goodness. Like, shit that has hauntings. Which and it was so bad that there, uh, not like Arizona, Oregon is the only state now in the country that does not institutionalize uh, what's it called? What was the word they use? Patients with like mental illnesses and developmental disabilities. Oh, okay. So literally, it was so that bad, bad they banned it forever in that state, and it still mm-hmm. happens other places, which is fucking terrible. Yeah, and literally, all of it should be gone, but like. That is terrifying. Yeah, uh, his mother was fucking terrible. Like, and, like, the way he tried to frame it in the writing was, like, oh, uh, she wouldn't have been too much better if she wasn't this way. So, like, we helped her. At least we fed her and clothed her and gave her a place to sleep. She slept in the corner on, like, a pile of laundry is what he wrote. Yeah, so. often nights she would fall asleep in the corner in laundry. Mm-hmm. She, and then even when, like, the dad left and they got older and stuff and they started defending her, she would be like, the mom would take her into a room quietly and she would come out with puppy eyes. Yeah. Like, so many terrible yeah, things. Yeah, so, that whole article, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. And then when he was like, I didn't expect it would be so sad. I was like, you are bringing their family back to the Philippines in a plastic box. They don't know what this is. And then they start sobbing. It's like, I didn't expect I'm like, Right. Just because you're not black, I, no, just because you're not white mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's bad. No. <laughs> yeah. What he did was he just clearly had a disconnect. Yeah, they tried to say it was like a cultural thing. You guys just don't understand. Like, people have slaves in the Philippines. I'm like, they have like uh, whatever the indentured servants or something like that. But yeah, what? The way that it was set up and the way he related it to, again, black American slavery, mm-hmm. which was like Pompeii, Lola Lola's Pompeii, like, and it's just like, just because it's a cultural thing, wherever the fuck you're Doesn't from. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Right? Cause not wrong. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean it's not Yeah, yeah, definitely does not mean it's right. Yes, we shouldn't go places with, like, American whatever the fuck, or, like, go into uh, situations and try to be disconnected. But they're still <laughs> bare minimum wrong and right. Like, Somalia has some fucked up shit happening there, too. It's like, 
clearly I can't deal with it in like a way that's like very American, but they're still not right. Yeah. Like so it's just like what do you mean here? Like shut up. That's a fucking thought. You thought exactly. So on to a lighter note. <laughs> um yeah, Vince Stables released a new song this week ahead of his album that's releasing this next month. Yeah, um, in June. Yeah, for the Big Fish Theory, and he dropped the song. Oh god, what song? Big Fish. Big Fish. Yeah. I don't know. I like it a lot. I like the teaser music. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty short song too, but I like it. Yeah, I like his style of rap, his flow. He like he mumbles a lot. I'm like very relatable. Actually, that asthma tweet, because he said he had asthma the other day, like, makes so much sense, actually, now. Because when he performs, yeah. low-key, you can tell. Uh-huh. It was, like, especially, because he's, like, he, he performs so fast, and he gets out of breath yeah. really fast, and it's hard to, for him to enunciate, like, for a few times. Like, the last time I saw him, he was way better. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it makes a lot of sense. Because when I saw him at Soundcheck, people were smoking, too, uh-huh. and, like, yeah. I can imagine, because in the crowd, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just a picture of you going. <laughs> I know. We'll post this now. <laughs> With the podcast. But, yeah. Yeah. So, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Support people with asthma. <laughs> Don't smoke around them. I'm fucking done. Goodness. People don't understand that. But I digress. Shout out Edible. Shout out Edible. Um, but yeah, so he's releasing new music, going to other places with his sound. I've, like, had combos with people about, like, what his content's going to be, but I just can't see him, like, moving away from, like, his, like, uh, I don't know, the way he talks about, um, just, again, his lived experiences, like, I of, can't like, where he him. goes to do yeah, other stuff, because like, that's a constant thing in all of his music. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying, like, North side. There's, I, I, unless you're talking about, like, I just, yeah, I just can't see him moving away from that. Yeah. But, like, and seeing these, like, dark emotional things, it's a great thing, too. So it's just, like, but, yeah, apparently he is, he wants to move away from his, like, gangster rap image. But I'm just, like, I don't know if that's, like, something you do ever even, I never even thought of. I was about to say, is a gangster rap? Yeah, but people have. I guess, like, since he was in a gang, is in a gang, they consider his music just gangster rap, and just, well, like... That's so wild. Right. You never consider him a gangster rapper. Right? Like, but, so it's just interesting, to be honest. And he said he wants to move away from that. That's what I was told by my sources. Um, <laughs> so, I just want to see how that goes. But even on his song with the, the gorillas, like, he it didn't sound like gangster rap. Like mm-hmm. he said, the sky is falling. Uh, shake your ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it's still very dark. Like, yeah. What did he say? He's like, uh, he said something about being a puppet on a string hanging from a tree. So it's like, oh, yeah. where the fuck did I get fifty text messages from? Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. Um. Um, so yeah, I just could not see him moving away from that sound, but he might not be as dark as he is in the future. That's my idea of his sound, it's just his darkness. Yeah. 
nervous for hearing that next month. But the single sounds still pretty. <laughs> I know, it's still pretty tight. So, I don't know, I like his style, you know, whatever works, I guess. Right. Oh yeah. Alright. Um, topics. Um, our topic of the week is jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. Uh, but yeah, jealousy. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I am a Taurus, mm-hmm. and we're known to be very jealous people. Um, but I don't know. Recently, a lot in life I've been thinking about like what is jealousy, mm-hmm. and just when you're like, uh, especially when you're on your uh, journey to wokeness, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you start just analyzing and like thinking differently. So, that's like the same with happened with gossip, who like there was a whole thing about that where we're like, why is it bad? Oh, because it's gendered. Yeah. Blah blah blah. blah like explanation. So. For jealousy, it's like we I try to think of it without like the like negative like connotations with gender and like what it means to be a jealous woman uh-huh. and like the means of like gaslighting when it comes to like because it might not even like well jealousy jealousy is that feeling you get like something's happening uh-huh. you feel unsafe in relationships or insecure like that's what it says in yeah. the definition. We can um, say it after it's Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So, I just started thinking of it more. Yeah. Not as negative, because it's not always positive, mm-hmm. and it's not always negative, so it's like, what is jealousy? Yeah. Um, I never thought I was a jealous person until I read the definition of that. But, um, yeah, because you're the one who initially brought it up, and then um, I feel like jealousy, it wasn't, I, I don't know what I thought it was before. It's like, I guess I was thinking more of it being like an action instead of like just an emotion, like it combined with an emotion. Because, because um, like the emotions that go along with it usually are like, well, in like TV shows and how, like in just mass media, it's usually anger. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't, <clears throat> like I get angry, but like not that much. It takes a lot for me to get angry, so I feel like, oh, I have to stop being jealous. I don't get jealous that much. But <laughs> until I read the definition, it made a lot more sense. Um, and again, it's not like a bad thing. It's just like a thing of emotion, and people hate emotions. Right. And they are like gendered. So like, right. like anger is okay to feel as long as you're a man. Right. <laughs> and so like. If you see like a woman display that or anybody who's not a man, it's just not looked at the same. But uh, we'll just go quickly over the definition of jealousy given by Psychology Today. <laughs> Shout out to Psychology Today. Shout out to Google. Um, jealousy is a complex emotion that encompasses feelings ranging from fear of abandonment to rage and humi- humiliation. Uh, jealousy strikes both men and women. And is most typically aroused when a person perceives a threat to a valued relationship from a third party. The threat may be real or perceived. It is not limited to romantic relationships, but can arise among siblings competing for parental attention or in friendships. 
Oh, uh, well, jealousy is... Jealousy. Jealousy is distinguished from envy in that jealousy always involves a third party seen as a rival for affection. Envy occurs between two people and is best summed up as I want what you have. Although jealousy is a painful emotional experience, evolutionary psychologists regard it not as an emotion to be suppressed, but as one to heed. It is a signal, a wake-up call, that a valued relationship is in danger and steps need to be taken to regain the affection of one's mate or friend. In this regard, jealousy is a necessary emotion because it preserves social bonds. It motivates people to engage in behaviors that maintain an important relationship. So yeah, after that, I was like, yeah, I get jealous a lot. No, <laughs> I was yeah. like, even this week, I'm like, I've been feeling that big based on who chooses how to tell. <laughs> what was I going to say? No, like, the feelings of in- inadequacy are really Inadequacy strong. and like, a fear of abandonment. That was the one that was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, same. It took me a long time because, like, I'm jealous. Like, I am a jealous person, and I don't, like, say, I don't do anything proactively harmful to anyone with the emotion of jealousy. Yeah. Like, that's one thing you think. You're thinking somebody you do some shit. Exactly. Like, some terrible Trying thing. Trying to be malicious. Right. Yeah. Or something, and yeah. It's, it's definitely not always a malicious emotion. It's mm. valid too. True. And the best way to deal with an emotion is to figure out like the root and like what it is, like it is at all. So yeah. it's like that was my big reason for like not being so ashamed of being jealous because I am still ashamed because it's not always a good thing. It's not a good feeling. It's not. It fucking sucks. And <laughs> like I like how they pointed out like the difference between envy and jealousy is like third party mm-hmm. and like I think that's an important distinction. Right. Of like figuring out what the cause of it is because like right. I do that a lot. I overanalyze stuff and then how they say oh you need to like do a step beyond that and figure out like where it came from. Like I'm still on that journey of like because I'm like telling people. Because, again, you, like you said, people do gaslight you out of, like, valid feelings. Right. So, like, if you're telling a friend, like, hey, you're, like, trying to make me shitty. You haven't, like, checked up on me, blah, blah, blah. Like, like seeing where people are lacking and, mm-hmm. like, telling people that, it, like, it doesn't feel good. Like, it's not something you're taught to do. You're, it like, because it's, like, the things, like, you think they should know already. Mm-hmm. Like, people assume they should know, which... There's something we've talked about, like, you have to be direct with some type of people, like, some people, because you just don't know, mm-hmm. like, people just don't know, or, like, they just don't realize they're doing something fucked up, mm-hmm. so, that was a big thing, I don't know where I was leaving, <laughs> how I got to that point, no, but it's real, but, yeah, like, uh, when you're trying to, like, tell people, like, hey, I feel like you're doing this wrong, or whatever, that's not something that you're Right. Taught to do all the time, so that's something I'm still trying to do. But it's something I've been feeling heavy lately, so right, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. It's just, yeah, to deal with these things, you have to know about them, you have to be comfortable talking about them. Like, yeah. I think a lot of emotions start with shame, especially for women, like people who are like the topic we just live in, people who are raised to live in, mm-hmm. like you're taught. I literally said that to me and my family so like I have mm-hmm. a lot of problems with like the expression of emotions right. and like that along with 
being integrated. Like it's very complicated sometimes. So taking those steps and being that open with people in my relationship, mostly mm-hmm. friendships, is something we're still learning. And it's the do. and then on that like same note, it's like mm-hmm. about forgiving yourself and like giving yourself space to learn and like mm-hmm. being soft with yourself mm-hmm. because again, like we not none of us, none of us, even people with amazing family units or whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever the fuck. Family units. <laughs> Anyways, um still don't have perfect examples of what like loving and caring and respecting and responsibility. Okay, go off. No, it's valid. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, nobody has actual good examples. So it's like it's, I don't blame anyone. That doesn't mean you're like you you don't have a responsibility to me, but it's like if we all start from that piece yeah. of understanding then we're all still learning right. so much. So yeah, take it easy on yourself being soft on yourself is something important too that I definitely don't do. <laughs> You're just like, um, I don't know what I was going to say. I don't. Yeah. Somebody tweeted like, I don't know the exact tweet, but it's like pretty much like give yourself the softness that you allow other people, like mm-hmm. that you grant to other people. I'm mm-hmm. like, that makes a lot of sense. Because I feel like I have a lot of patience with people. Right. Like I have none for myself to make mistakes. And yeah. So yeah. Go experience it's why it's not like a sexy emotion that people like to talk about a lot. It's all passionate and it's all fucking men killing people. It's all sexualized for men too. Yeah. It's a sexy thing. Oh, he's that's why. Oh, he doesn't yeah. want to talk to anybody. No. He's like, no. Truly talking about that's fucking creepy. Gay shit. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely like a different emotion between like genders and non-genders. And uh-huh. Up at the randomest times to uh, take you in the head. 
Dumb. Truly, like in your sleep. It's like, oh, you thought you were happy. <laughs> right? I'm so uh, but yeah, so that's it for the big topic. Big topic of the week. Jealousy. Jealousy, jealousy. So yeah, when I want to return back to segment of woman of the week, black woman of the week. <laughs> yeah, black woman of the week, black person. Then <laughs> we're probably gonna end up like doing non-black women at some point, or black women identified. I guess. Because I guess there'll be fem. There'll be there's amazing fucking fems out there. Sure, but for now it's called black <laughs> woman of the week. <laughs> and the black woman of this week is. Uh, why did it Anyways, Missy Elliott. I love her so much. I I think I what I tweeted about her this week or last week. You tweeted at some point before the LP stuff, or before it got big as big as it is now. I think it was before the LP thing dropped. Yeah, then I saw it like the next day. I was like, look at this timing. The thing is, it dropped like, and it had a quiet like response. Oh, really? And then it came back around. Oh, probably that. But I haven't seen it yet, and I was just randomly thinking like. Wow, Missy Elliott is the shit. I like go back and remember that sometimes. Like, why isn't she, why isn't she ever on like top rappers list, and top producers list? There was that time we had a conversation with like uh, female MCs or whatever, mm-hmm. rappers or female, <laughs> female, uh, women, black women, and mm-hmm. we were like going back and forth and naming people off. I got so many fucking people. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it was when we were like. Dissing a uh, sound test lineup of like in their lack of women all the time, especially black women, and like why Lauren Hill is always the only one who goes to like right. these festivals. Right, tokenized as the yeah. black woman that's actually like yeah, like when there's so many skilled black women MCs. So and then queens. exactly, <laughs> and okay. then you go back and think like shit, Missy Elliott's been in this game for a minute. She put so many people on. And yeah, Missy Elliott is yeah, literally a genius. Like she is. So yeah, so so influential. Like to this day, you I, know how long I wanted an Adidas tracksuit <laughs> just because I saw her in a music video dancing her heart out. Yeah, she literally. She loves to dance. I does. may have been inspired by that too, mm-hmm. like just dancing, just because you don't have to be a professional, quote unquote, to enjoy yourself. Truly. Um, her music's amazing. Her production, amazing. Like, her just sense of, like, just her sense of, like, the industry. Like, she's she's a genius. And people overuse that word so much. But she is literally mm-hmm. a genius. No, the best, actually, the piece, it talks so much, like, about um, her being shy. Her yeah. Her anxiety. Yeah. Like, I think there was a whole thing about her talking about dealing with her anxiety mm-hmm. um they're talking about how it's like not allowed to black women and like never for her to be that famous and that like closed off as a person who's shy and not yeah because like, people don't know a lot about her like personal personal life exactly. like there's some things that she's interviewed about that have like made the strong but like like you don't hear about her and tabloids or whatever which right. again isn't like those people's fault but like she like purposely right stays out of the limelight and then yeah follow me on twitter me too okay so closing it up for this week uh since we already did our highlights of the week in the beginning again 
we're gonna do song of the week and then close it on out. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we should. I don't know. What, don't what's your song of the week? <laughs> My song of the week is Big Fish by the Staples. Um, actually, I let me check my title list because I think it was the song I listened to the most mm-hmm. for sure. But it was the last song I was playing. <laughs> it's always the last song I was playing. All right. Right. And what's my favorite song? song Makes um, sense. I literally, I was playing shit from his old, his last album, mm-hmm. Old Boy, the album before he had an EP that dropped, but the album before. I know. That's why I feel like he just dropped the last year, but he doesn't consider that an album. Right. Because it was really short. Yeah, that's true. It was like under an hour. And then I like uh, my, one of my favorite just general like songs is Heavenly Father by Isaiah Rashad. So that's good. But definitely new song. Sounds really good. Sounds like Fade in the beginning is Big Fish by Vince Staples. I like the sound. That's a good song. Very funky. <laughs> Alright, so um, the song of the week for me is by uh, an artist named Emily King. No longer, I know that, but white, white artist. I was waiting to compare them once. I, I mean, I've been listening to the album still too, but, but the song this week I've been listening to a lot is by Emily King. Uh, it's called The Switch, and it's from her live album actually. Um, really a song um first time i saw it was when she was touring with emily sunday like in 2013 i think she came here and she was the opener for her and then i really liked her voice because like she wasn't it was in, like january of 2013 yeah i was familiar yeah um it would cost 20 dollars or like 15 dollars so cheap yeah goodness and i have been following emily sunday for like since like she came out pretty much, and I'm just like, oh gosh, this woman's amazing. Um, her name is Adele. Her name is Adele, but because it. Adele came out earlier. Yeah. Anyways, won a Grammy. Oh yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I like the song a lot. Her voice is really nice. Like she's not a whisper singer. I feel like she's like her vo- vocal range and her like. The strength in her voice is a little stronger than like what's considered a whisper singer. But she like, just has like a whisper voice. Yeah, but it's like very soft. It's not like, like a, a belter. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it's really she has a really nice voice. Um, yeah, and her. I want it's to see like her. Friday. Huh? Friday has like a whisper in her voice, but it's not. But it's like, well, what is happening? I understand what you're saying. Yeah, to compare, she would be more of Shade than she would be like Janae Aiko. Right, or yeah. like uh, Janet Jackson. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, her uh, her voice is really nice. I like the whole album, actually, because it's like five songs. It's like an EP of like her just performing live in some studio. And uh, yeah, I like that a lot. I forgot. I was going to say something else about it. Um, I saw her live when she came here by herself last year around my birthday at the, the, the Cedar cultural center um and that was nice too um yeah she's a really good artist check her out i've also just been listening to emily sunday again i revisited our version of events again mm-hmm. just the whole album so good and she still has not been back here for a u.s tour emily sunday so 
Frankly, that's happened to the, this podcast at her. At her a whole bunch of times. <laughs> Every time she's like, I'm going to perform on this show or this show or I've got to nominate for this award. I'm like, so you're going to perform in the U.S. soon? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> oh, but yeah. God. Oh, and speaking of performing in the U.S., Mayo. Oh, I've been listening to her again. I need to see her. It's so beautiful. Blue Line. I always love Blue Line. So it's a lot of, I had to delete my play queue or whatever. I, I saw you too. <laughs> <laughs> I had to retweet. I've been listening to that Losing You by Solange a lot. That's a good song. It is a cute song. But yeah, so there's been a bunch of shit I've re listened to. Listen to a lot of Color Lust. Yeah. Alright, so again, don't forget to follow us on our social medias. Uh, at Swirl Propaganda on Twitter. <clears throat> follow us, like us on Facebook at Swirl Propaganda. Follow us on Instagram, Tumblr. Again, we don't have Twitter. And uh, check out our SoundCloud. Again, Swirl Propaganda. Just type it right in. Right. We'll be right there with our smiling faces. Well, we're not smiling in those pictures, but you know. We're going to update. We're going to rebrand soon. Soon. Just check the globe again. It's better you catch up now before we're already famous and we act like we don't know you. <laughs> right. Because we would be upset. <laughs> but I was gonna say. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. This is a good episode. It was. Um, so um, let's, let's, let's go here. Cosetas. Let's go. I'm Kyra. Oh. <laughs> we're about I'm to get here. out of here. No, I'm like, <laughs> out the end and we're about to have more. Bye. Just <laughs> Okay.